Previously on the Untitled Beatles podcast. This song is just six words long. 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 Today's episode was a listener request, George Fest. So it's a bunch of various artists all covering George music. There's 18 drummers. Brian Wilson. Danny Harrison. Why did I put Brian Wilson in front of Danny Harrison? Who's that guitar? Britt Daniel from Spoon. Jimmy Vivino. The Flaming Lips are there. Hart. Where's Andy Richter? Weird Al. You sure that's not Sarah Jessica Parker? I feel like a lot of these artists are kind of like LA people that Danny's friends with. Is Danny Harrison a Blazers fan? People told me like if I liked Danzig, I would like the cult. Have you ever eaten a full-size crackle? I think I was too busy playing Sudoku during this. George Harrison VI. George Harrison Six. Okay, how the fuck do you have Weird Al at this show and not have him come out and do even part of this song was just six words long? <laughs> Made me mad. Wait, this is the basis of your rant? <laughs> yeah, like, how do you, you got Weird Al, you'd have him do his George Harrison parody? Is that fights? Untitled Beatles podcast. So Danny gets another shot. <laughs> Let me take that again, another shot. Uh, good try first time, Danny. You only get one <laughs> shot. QMM. <laughs> Look, if you had one shot. Well, let's get into the second half of George Fest, man. I quit watching it. I thought part one was fine for me. I feel about this the way you pass masters. Give it to me short and give it to me over. <laughs> So uh, Danny, in the video right about here, talks about why nobody's doing Why My Guitar why my guitar Gently Weeps. That's what it was called <laughs> in some European pressings. He explains why nobody's doing Why My Guitar Gently Weeps, because he said it's been done a million times and kind of becomes a big competitive guitar solo, which I understand at the end of this, we'll get into songs we're surprised they didn't do. But I will say, yeah. like, I understand it, but also Nora Jones singing something. Everyone in the world's done something. We have Here Comes the Sun coming up. So I don't yeah. entirely understand the reasoning, but I respect what Danny wants to do. It's quite an eclectic group of songs that we've chosen from my dad's career. Savoy Truffle, Ballad of Sir Frankie Crisp, and Let It Down. I'm doing all the ones that he hasn't done that are my favorite ones. You know, there is a certain amount of like, We've done Guitar Gently Weeps with every single guitarist in the world a million times, and it's always cool, but, you know, it just turns into people battling, guitar battles. So it's like, this is more about the actual songwriting. Danny takes the lead. This is so incredible. It settles into such a groove after the powerful intro of this. The band, I feel like, is on fire during this performance. They're all yeah. really into this. Uh, I mean, Let It Down, we're talking about. Another yes. one of the great, great, great songs from All Things Must Pass. Another beautifully written song that rocks out and then slips into a major seven kind of mellow thing. Fuck yes, this song, and fuck yes, this reading of it. Let it down. Yeah, it's simultaneously pretty and then also, yeah, a nice giant rock fest, uh, especially at the top. It's it's like they, they lay into that huge, you know, specter wall of sound thing. They lean into that and it's cool and they succeed. 
guitars and horns doubling each other. It's it's all the Spectre stuff done live. Yeah. And at one point, there's like two guitar solos happening simultaneously. That could be a bit much to some people, but I, I thought it worked. I thought it worked for this song, you know? I think it depends on the song. And here, it quite works. I think yeah. this song suited him a lot better than Savoy Truffle. I like to Savoy Truffle, but you can tell he's getting his feet wet. This one, he's really just immersed in. You can tell totally. he's just way more confident with this one. And it's extra special that it's him singing it. It's extra texture, too. Yeah. Um, uh, and now, a bit more of you. <laughs> Speaking of songs left off. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, then Ben Harper gives his version of Give Me Love. A lot of people think he's Australian. He was big in Australia, but he's uh, he's actually from the States. Yeah, I like this version. I get some big granola vibes off this. I feel like I'm strolling down the public square in Boulder, Colorado while this one's happening. Give me love, give me love, give me Give me life, give me life, keep me free from birth. Give me hope, help me cope with this heavy load. Trying to touch and reach you with heart and soul. You know, Ben Harper, I wrote, should be on our, our sixth Beatle list. It's He loves the Beatles so much. I love his take on the song. You know, he and his band have backed up Ringo a couple of times. He's an actual really? Beatles nerd. Yeah. Um, he covered Michelle on a Rubber Soul tribute album. Michelle, my bell. These are words that go together well. My Michelle. He covered Beautiful Boy on the John Lennon comp that R.E.M. had to do because their career had tanked. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. He covered Strawberry wow. Fields on that I Am Sam soundtrack. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to Strawberry Fields. He's a bit of a Beatlehead, so when we do our six Beatles, I'd love to consider Ben Harper. It was great to hear him do this great song that he clearly loves, according to the video. He calls it one of the most underrated George Harrison tunes, and I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, and he was, uh, in the video, he talks about how kind of <laughs> scared he was to do the solo and get it right and all that. On the slide, yeah. He got it right. He totally yeah, nailed it. Yeah, the slide it. guitar, yeah. Yeah, he totally got it right. Yeah, I like this version. It was it was nice. Yeah, one time I was on a job in L.A., and I'm riding in a van, and a Teamster's driving, and the Teamster was just cranking Ben Harper, and it was like, I forget which record it was, but it sounded like from a different planet, and I loved it. I was like, what is this, man? He was like, Ben Harper. I was not familiar it was cool. He's pretty great. He's in that Standing in the Shadows of Motown movie as well, where they kind of talk about the the backing band for Motown. He does, I think, mm. what the fuck does he do in that? He does, it maybe ain't too proud to beg. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. But it's a great That's movie, cool. and he's he's great. I wish there was more of him in this. I'll put it that way. Well, it's weird they had him play Barry Gordy's wife. You know, they dressed him in drag or whatever. <laughs> I guess the actor didn't show up or something. Yeah, it was pretty unfortunate. 
and the Oscar for Barry Gordy's wife. That's a new category, by the way. Well, here, I mean, someone's got to cover Here Comes the Sun, and why not Perry Farrell? Why not? <laughs> why not? Uh, the founder of Lollapalooza, and of course he was in Jane's Addiction, and later Porno for Pyros. By the way, I had a crush on Jane in high school. There was a poster, one of those Jane's Addiction posters my friend had on his wall, and it was just this like punk rock, like Xeroxed, black and white, and she was really pretty. I remember my friend Dan, who had it on as well, was like, yeah, she's a junkie. <laughs> yes. That's funny, though. So was this high school or college? This high school. Okay. Right around yeah. that time, I had a crush on Jane, Jane Curtin, but only with a cone head on her. Oh, Dan, hello there, Mrs. Conehead. What's your name, and uh, what do you do besides keeping Beldar happy? I'm Primat. I maintain our home base and enjoy preparing mass quantities of consumables for my family unit. I don't really ever expect anything musically from Perry. I'm glad he was there. I like him. He kind of stopped singing at the end of the song. It seems like I feel like he forgot. Yeah, I think he forgot. <laughs> I wrote, did Perry forget the end of the song? I'll have what he's having. <laughs> I think he did. I think he's like, yeah, I did the song. I never really finished listening to it in preparation. <laughs> However it ends. I think it fades out, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Perry. Listen to Abbey Road at some point. I also feel like in the video, whoever edited this got a hold of like a new iMovie download. It's like black and white flashes and then goes to color. I'm like, is this a senior project? <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I will say one thing about this that's super cool. I've never heard a live Here Comes a Sun that replicates the Moog so well. Oh, and there's lots of versions, including live in Japan, where they don't even try to do the Moog effect. So it's cool to hear this live with the Moog faithfully replicated. So for that, I give it a little credit. Yeah, I feel like you can thank what Nord or maybe Moog itself because uh, Moog, but they they came back and now those instruments are all readily available in like compact form. So you can tour with them and not have to bring like <laughs> The Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, you know, three-story tall switchboard operator bullshit. An you audio know. guy died at every ELP <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> Two years, Mountain. Coming out with some motherfucking high kicks. It's weird. Al doing What Is Life. Good for you, man. Good for you, because, you know, how old is he, man? I don't even think I can do high kicks anymore. I got to get back into Weird Al shape, man. How often do you see Weird Al sing a song that isn't a bit or isn't in character, like, except for yeah. a Weird Al original? How fucking cool. And Weird Al loves the Beatles. I joked earlier in the show about the song was just six words long. But to hear Weird Al do like an actual tune, he kills this. 
I mean, his. By the way, have you seen the preview for the new um, Weird Al movie that no. has uh, UHF two? <laughs> I I wish UHF two more Victoria Jackson. <laughs> UHF two. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> But yeah, man, this I, I I think this is great. It gets a little weird uh, when Weird Al starts taking a selfie. It's a good 2014 bit, I guess. He's fidgeting with his iPhone <laughs> like it takes him four minutes to find the camera app. Um, and he touches the bass player, so cancel Weird Al in my mind. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, but this was 2014, so it was, it was a different time, TJ. Different yeah, time. different time. You get away yeah. with that. I, I think this is great. It's a great version of hearing Weird Al sing it. That you need Then I'll try my best To make everything succeed Tell me what is my life Without your love Tell me who am I Without you By my side I found it interesting because he he's in the lower register for the verses but then once that chorus kicks in like the full-on weird owl that with the i call it the silly string in his voice comes out that like that kind of like i don't know what you call that silly string cafeteria voice comes out (laughs) (laughs) i get what you're saying yeah you know but it's good yeah good for him we get an encore performance from nora jones uh this time she comes and does Behind That Locked Door. And if ever my love goes If I'm rich or I'm poor Please let my heart Please, please From behind that locked door From behind She has a good country voice. That's my one and only note for this. <laughs> she does. It's also in a different key, by the way. This key's been transposed yeah. for her. And uh, yeah, it's nice. I wrote this song suits her voice really nicely. There's also another, it's like the ninth new drummer. Yeah, I mean, there is a spinal tap element to this. Just drummer after drummer after drummer. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't own a physical copy either, so I would love to credit because there's a lot of good players in these bands that are doing all the heavy lifting, meaning like the solos and learning all those parts, etc. That's what I mean by that. Not that the people in the spotlight aren't working. Yeah. Again, this is like, okay, cool for me. I like the song and I like her voice. It's all right. But it didn't excite me or anything like that. Yeah. Then we get um, the guy who played Al Bundy from Married with Children singing My Sweet Lord. He's so good in this. I wish he brought David Faustino. He did bring David Faustino with him. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's Brian Wilson and uh, Al Jardine. That's who you're thinking of. It's, uh, yes. Al Jardine is there kind of as like a, a support 
Beach Boy. <laughs> At one point, he reminds uh, uh, Brian where they are in the song. Yeah. Yeah, Brian, you know, Brian's a damaged dude, man. So it was cool to see him come out and he sings My Sweet Lord. My Sweet Lord. Here's one of my favorite quotes, Brian Wilson quotes from the doc. When I first heard My Sweet Lord, I almost croaked. It's so, it's so funny for the 190th time in his life. So, okay, Brian, compare the two. Uh, hearing My Sweet Lord for the first time or uh, Mike Love telling you you can't be in the Beach Boys in 2015. <laughs> like, what, what was more, what almost made you croak more? It is true, though, to see Brian Wilson and Al Jardine, who've continued to tour together even after Mike Love became a dick. They're the two cool Beach Boys at this point. They're the good yeah, ones. Yeah, because the other two brothers are dead, and who's left? I, I, I guess Brian, Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson from ACDC. When I'm back in black. What's his name? <laughs> Johnston. Bruce Johnston. Bruce Johnston, yeah. Bruce Johnston's the other guy. From Chicago. Bruce Johnston, Chicago guy. Oh, really? Yeah, he's originally from Chicago. <laughs> Isn't that funny? There's someone from Chicago in the Beach Boys. <laughs> That's why they love playing Montrose Harbor when they come to town. <laughs> Props to the background singers for learning all all the permutations of the Krishna lyrics at the end. Yes. And yeah. uh, in addition to that, one of the things I love about this, by the way, there's 38 minutes left in the movie and arguably the biggest star of the evening is on stage. I kept thinking, how can this not be the finale? But playing acoustic guitar, one guy spotted a band I'm guessing you don't love. I'm not, maybe you like them. Maybe you don't know much of them. I'm a weird Guster fan. There's a uh, early oh. or late 90s kind of, yeah. You know, alternative pop rock band called Guster. Couple of great, great albums, but Ryan Miller, the lead singer and guitar player, is playing acoustic guitar up on stage. And I'm like, good for that band for getting, yeah. uh, getting a crack at this. I want to say, yeah, those guys became part of brian's like main band the one that toured smile and all that like okay that yeah. would make sense because i recognize some of those dudes from those uh, pet sounds slash smile live concerts in the early aughts that pet sounds live is a decent album yeah like that the, that band really captures the beach boy spirit really nicely certainly better than hearing mike love doing are you still with us and launch into fun, fun, fun at, yeah. a, at, a, at a MAGA party. <laughs> yeah. And now it's time for an Australian duo called The Black Rider. Yet another band with the word black in its title. Yes, uh, we're now at three to one with band names with the word black and artists that are black. <laughs> three to one. <laughs> three to one. Uh, they they do a version of uh, Isn't It a Pity? Yeah. 
looks like the punk rock air supply, this Australian duo. (laughs) (laughs) They're all part of the same world. They're part of this black rebel motorcycle, Jesus and Mary chain, the the cult I think they've opened up for. So they're all, this band's kind of part of that world. Uh, I liked, again, I liked the overdriven guitar solo on this. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like it was sung and played well, but it lacked the emotion that the song requires. I felt like the emotion of the song, what George was saying, is kind of sapped out of it. It feels like a good delivery of a song that doesn't really acknowledge what the song is saying. And, Mm. you know, again, comparing versions, the Billy Preston version of this, not unlike the Billy Preston My Sweet Lord, a concert for George, to me is just, it's definitive. If I want to hear a live version, I want to hear Billy Preston sing it. That's valid, man. That is valid. Yeah. And then we get a working musician, a guy named Butch Walker. Uh, he was in a hair band called South Gang. Yes, uh, they only covered songs from the musical Hair. That's <laughs> <laughs> what hair bands do. That's what that's a hair. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, you can make a living that way. I get it. Wedding bands, cover bands, and hair bands. Yeah, you should really hear his cover of Good Morning Starshine. Good <laughs> morning. Uh, he was also in a rock band called Marvelous Three. If you like right. your rock bands with numbers in them, there are many to I choose do. from. Yeah. All right. I don't. Three. Go. <laughs> oh, you don't. I don't like bands with numbers in them. Generally, I'm thinking like Matchbox Twenty. Cause it's a little bit dirty. Seven Mary Three. <laughs> You know, I don't like Blink-182. Sorry, all you mall punk kids. I I don't like that band. Um, I mean, I I like the Count Five. I like old bands that have numbers in them. Yeah, I got one for you. 38 motherfucking special. Caught Up In You is a great tune. That is a great song. Yeah. And yeah, what? Pizzicato 5, I guess. I like them. Five Style. That was another sub-pop band I liked. All right. I named three. How come Tony (laughs) hates Dave Clark? (laughs) By the way, so far, everything I've named is five. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway... Uh, yeah, Butch Walker comes out. I'd never heard of this guy, but he does a, a, a song. He does Any Road from Brainwashed. We haven't heard any Brainwashed material. It's at once fucking balls out energetic and also he gets the lyrics right about 5% of the time. <laughs> I can't tell. Sometimes sometimes the artists, their eyes are closed because they're into it and sometimes their eyes are staring down at a prompter. And this is one of those moments where he's clearly like, you know, uh, sometimes you're cool, you're in the blame. 
like, you know, like he just makes up different words here. It's great to hear, however, a great lost George track live. Of course, this song released, you know, posthumously. I don't even know if this album was out when the concert for George was done. I'm not sure the uh, timing in 2002. But at the end, I kind of love it's a Chuck Berry rave up. And then I thought, or is that Michael J. Fox? He's in a blue jean jacket doing Chuck Berry riffs, rocking out. It feels like this dude, Butch Walker, is a big Back to the Future head. <laughs> yeah, throws a little, throws a little Halen influence in there too mm-hmm. that the kids aren't ready for yet in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, listen to the blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? <laughs> Another person that I never heard of, again, I think a lot of these people are just like Danny's friends or something. Karen Elson, a British singer, songwriter, former supermodel. She was married to Jack White. She comes out and does a version of I'll Have You Anytime. I found to be yet again competent and mellow. Have you ever been mellow? <laughs> Have you ever been competent? <laughs> <laughs> I've been incontinent. Oh, check my pants! <laughs> Great Beastie Boys album. Um, no, yeah, this this one is fine. Uh, uh, the only thing I tried to make a joke about Karen Elston, the great Chicago street, my friend, but I have no other commentary on this song. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, this is one. Oh, like... it's in a different. I'm sorry, Tony. It's in a different key from the original. I'll be the key police. Okay, yeah, that's great, because I didn't hear any of that stuff. And that's something that you just intrinsically pick up on, I would think, right? Yes, there's one or two of these I went and checked against the original, but songs I've heard a million times over, I can pretty much tell if there's been a change in the key. Yeah, that's interesting. That's pretty cool. Well, then we get uh, Orange County kids coming out there. The Cold War kids are out, TJ, doing their version of Tax Man with them just kind of shouting the lyrics. Pretty true to the original, though, at least as far as instrumentation. Yeah? Uh, Tony, on the count of three, we're both going to give how many fabs for the song simultaneously. Oh, okay. Uh, One, two. What's your caveat question? Is it four or five? I always forget. Five fabs. There's five Beatles. Right, right. Thank you. All right. So three, Three, two, two, one. One One fab. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. I like that. Um, Yeah. Got it. I I mean, it's okay. Like, at least there's energy. But yeah, I feel like, I don't know. This wasn't my thing as much either. I gave it two fabs. (laughs) Let me tell you how it will be. It's one for you, 19 for me. My notes are good effort, but don't need it. I know these guys, again, my my music knowledge is from Chicago's WXRT, and forever in like the 2014, 2015, they kept playing. The one song of theirs that got nonstop play was that first you get caught, 
then you get married is the one I've, you heard a million times in the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, he also forgot and you're working for no one but me. And at the end, he just kind of like they were, they were there was a time where they vamped for like 16 bars because no one's sure what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Before, don't ask me what I wanted for. They're just and a lot of yelling. Not, not my thing. God bless your Cold War kids. Yeah, they stretched it out at the end. I thought he screams it though at the very end, where he's like, "You're working for no one but me." Yeah, but it, but it feels it's like annoying. he forgot it earlier, so he's overcompensating by screaming it. Got it. You may be right. You may be right. <laughs> okay, let's get into this next one. The Flaming Lips version of It's All Too Much. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. I've liked this band, but I think it's one of those things, like, I liked them, whatever, in the 90s and et cetera, up to Soft Bulletin, and then they kind of turned into this, like, giant spectacle carnival drug experience kind of a thing and i feel like the music got a little lost around that time that's me whatever and i feel like that's the where we're at with them they're kind of doing what i find to be kind of it's danceable but it's like a hollow version of this song it's all too much when i look into way too long they're vamping forever the vocals sounded pretty lousy they sound lost yeah. at one point and the tempo's kind of weird which is complicated by the audience clapping because whenever you get an audience clapping it's always going to suck never have an audience clap. so the one in three it's like the one in, in part of three yeah but also in the video it's because wayne coin is is making them clap by doing the thing over his head right for most of this song so you have to, you don't have to, but anyway, I have always liked this drummer, but he's not playing drums. <laughs> he's playing keyboard, Stephen Drodes. He's a great drummer. I would have preferred him on the drums instead of like kneeling on the floor for half the song, like playing a little Roland keyboard. But I thought his solo was good. There's moments in the song, but it, 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 it takes a long time to get there, I think. Yeah, it both went too far and didn't go far enough for me, especially with the flaming lips. It felt it meandered. It never took off. I didn't mind the groove they had. I thought Wayne Coyne's vocal was kind of brutal. It was mixed brutal. Maybe that was intentional. It was like a, maybe a mic effect. There's a, like flange or something like flange is like on 80% or something is what's going right. on. I think, you know, but I was grateful to hear this song performed live, I guess is the way I'd put yeah. it because this it's, it's such a great tune and it's so lost and weird as a yellow submarine, uh, you know, uh, random album track. It's like some of the only obscure Beatles songs are on the yellow submarine album. Think about it. this is one yeah. only a Northern song. I would rather have heard that. I think flaming lips might've done that pretty great, but yeah, yeah I, the other thing I think is weird, Tony, this is the third to last song 
Mm-hmm. Like, what's this doing at this point in the the running order? Were they just expecting a big? Well, to me, I think Flaming Lips are are a big name, you know, and because of their reputation for putting on these giant visual shows, like with him walking around in a inflatable cube or whatever the fuck they're doing. Like, I think dressed that's why Cubert dressed as Cubert. Boink boink. I loved Cubert. That was one Me of my too. favorite games. I forgot so about. fun. You play that game for hours. Oh yeah, it was great. Um, I think they find their groove during the guitar and the keyboard solo. It just takes them a long time to get there. I, I think it's this late in the game because they they are the big draw. And I also think Brian Wilson has an earlier bedtime. You know what I mean? So, El <laughs> <laughs> Jardine reenacts driving Miss Daisy with Brian Wilson when this is done. El Jardine's taking him to the Piggly Wiggly after this. What are you doing? I'm trying to drive you to the stove. Well, now it's time for the Traveling Wilburys tribute band, the Tribulating <laughs> Buteberries. <laughs> All right. I'm on board. <laughs> so we get Danny Harrison. We get Britt Daniel, Brandon Flowers, Jonathan Bates, Wayne Coyne, Weird Al, and everyone else that's up there. And they do a cover of Handle With Care. Song. Great song, and you ready for this little weird TJ factoid? There's Let's only three songs from after 1973 in this entire concert, and those three wow. songs are This, Any Road, and Got My Mind Set on You, which George didn't even write. It's very weird. Yeah, that I'm. I'm gonna save this for let. Let's wrap up the show, and then I will give you my thoughts on songs that were left out and okay. possible reasons behind it. Um, hearing Jonathan Bates as Roy Orbison, I thought some of his best performance of the night. That was really fucking cool. His take on Roy Orbison. Yeah, he was good, man. He was good, and you can tell when you watch the video. You can tell that the people on stage with him are are on his side, like cheering him on, like, "Wow, you're doing it," you know? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it's like everyone kind of gets like the Wilburys. Everyone kind of gets like a verse or a line or however it goes. Danny seems to take George. Is it Britt Daniel does the Tom Petty? I could be wrong on all this, but I have written down Danny doing George first verse. Britt Daniel is Tom Petty. Jonathan Bates is Roy. Brandon Flowers is second verse guy. (laughs) George. Wayne Coyne is Dylan. And Weird Al and Jonathan are on the third verse. And Weird Al does it. He does a great bit, Tony, where he does like the We Are the World headphones. (laughs) Weird Al commits to like, when in doubt, when choreographing a custom song for a corporate show and you have 10 minutes up in the rehearsal, guys, gather downstage center, pretend like you have headphones and mock We Are the World and let's all go home. Well, let's be honest. Yeah, when you watch the video, 
there are always too many people on stage. Like the the stage capacity is maxed out every song. Yes. It's wild. It's wild. It, and, and all like huge notable names. I mean, it's and it's the weirdest collection. It's like Weird Al with a guy from Guster. You know, with it's a random kind of collection of people, but it's a great spirited version of this. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I, I like this song. So it's yeah, it's it's cool. To, it's cool. It's fun. It's uh, yeah, it's bowling night, whatever. You know, it's it's fun. It's cool. Here's one thing that bugged me. It ends with a piano solo and you never see the, the not once does the camera catch the piano player. We just saw this with the edit of Get Back, which was more Michael Lindsay Hogg not having enough camera trained in Billy Preston, but like yeah. the last eight bars of this or so are, are a piano solo and you never see the piano player once. It's the weirdest thing. That's true. Well, I wonder if there's so many people on stage, they just couldn't get a good shot because it's just, you know, you generally have to be seated to play that and who knows, right? You need piano cam. <laughs> they should get that. They didn't have that technology way back in 2014, <laughs> no, man. They it was didn't. before the pandemic. It was like we drove around in stone cars with bald feet. <laughs> <laughs> the closer, man, is a big kind of a end of SNL kind of a, again, everyone's on stage. It's Danny Harrison, Ann Wilson, Nora Jones, Karen Elson. They all do their version of All Things Must Pass. And it makes me wonder, like, yeah, who's in the band? I want to know who are all these people doing all that hard work up there other than the stars, you know? I think that's Lisa Loeb on the Shakers. Better it's be. It's got to be. Look, who, look who's <laughs> playing the Shakers. I think it's Lisa Loeb. That's Let me cool. ask you a question. You do a ton of uh, production. You do television. Um, do you think this? you think this was sweetened in post? The chorus sounded so good. Well, I want to know... Was this sweetened, do you think? Or do you think that was all captured live? That's a good question. I was wondering about this because everything does sound a little too clean overall yes. for like a live record and whatever. And we don't know how many takes they got, but um, they only had the one night to do it. And these are big stars. I can't imagine them saying, hey, Brian, do you got a minute to come in and redo these vocals? May Brian Wilson, maybe. My thinking is there was no sweetening on this, at least vocally, I'm thinking, just because of the logistics of having to get these people to do it. Okay, follow-up question. Do you think Full House's Jody Sweeten was part of any of this? <laughs> well, yeah, I think she was the camera person that was supposed to get the <laughs> piano guy during Handle with Care, but couldn't get the shot. Whatever happened to predictability? Man. Typical Jody Sweet and Full House <laughs> character. How <laughs> rude! Yeah. Well, what'd you think of this as a closer? I thought I thought it was to me it was. I hate to say it. It's like predictable. This makes sense that they do this song at the end. But it's also okay. It's his son, and 
He has every right to close the show with this song. It is a wonderful closer. And, you know, what else would, you know, Crackerbox Palace is probably not going to close <laughs> <laughs> close the night, much as I would like to have heard uh, anything from 33 and a third. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's a fitting closer because even though it's cliche for old for old dudes like you and me to see the resonance, although Danny's about our age. Yeah, Danny's like six months younger than me and therefore a year and a half younger than you. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm thinking of Sean, dude. Um, I don't know when Danny was born. I think Danny is born in 76 is my guess. Okay. He was born in 1978. Same generation, but I feel like to see the resonance of the song for a young generation just felt inspiring to me too. I mean, it's probably one of the finest songs he ever wrote and um, I loved it. I thought it was, I thought the chorus singing was absolutely beautiful. Now, once again, Paul singing this in the concert for George has extra resonance because the Beatles passed on this song. Right. And yeah. to hear Paul singing it about his former quote unquote little brother will always be a special for me. By the way, Ann Wilson in this just demolishes. This is a high point of Ann Wilson in the night. Totally. Yeah, man. She's great, man. Well, you were talking about like songs that they left off that you maybe wanted to mention. Well, it, it's just interesting that it's less individual songs and more almost the entire Dark Horse catalog. I mean, the only, I think, was the Wilburys record on Warner I mean, Dark Horse was an imprint of Warner Brothers, but I think the only true Dark Horse song was Got My Mind Set On You. Like, I mean, you know I want to hear Blow Away. Yeah, right. That wasn't done in the concert for George. George didn't do that one live. But yeah, nothing from Somewhere in England, nothing from... Uh, 33 and a third, nothing from the self-titled George Harrison album, nothing from Gone Trapo. <laughs> no, no. Sean and I comes out. Dome, 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 dome. There are significant and incredible, maybe it was too painful for Danny because Danny was alive during those Dark Horse albums, but, hmm. you know, wouldn't it have been cool to hear, I mean, they did Got Mind Set On You, which was a cover. What about I Don't Want to Do It from that Porky's Revenge, the, the Dave Edmonds produced <laughs> Porky's Revenge soundtrack. I, I, I would have loved a weird sorry, rando. Me, yeah. <laughs> I know, it just makes I know, me I laugh. Know. The reference always makes me laugh. Fucking Porky's Revenge. Like It's a great, <laughs> Willie Nelson's on that soundtrack. It's like one of the best rock soundtracks of the 80s from a terrible movie everyone hated. The fourth installment of Porky's. Um, but it, it is weird to me that, you know, again, got mine set on you, handle with care, and any road are it. What about Cheer Down? George did that yeah. in Japan. He wrote that with Tom Petty. Yeah, Cheer Down's a great song. Teardrops from somewhere in England was a single. Like there's, I, I'm, I don't begrudge it. His son did this, but it's weird that there was nothing from the Dark Horse years or very little from the Dark Horse years. Yeah, I like. I would have liked to have heard Far East Man. You know, that'd be cool. Bring in Ron Wood. Yeah, right, right. Wouldn't Although that be he cool? doesn't, he doesn't. This is that's a different generation, though. You know what I mean? I feel like there's, with the exception of maybe uh, Brian Wilson and to a degree Ann Wilson. Like husband and wife. It's a little. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I would I would have liked to have heard you. I like that song. You. Yeah. Or even like 
you know, I know his early work gets uh, tossed off to a degree as not important or something, but something like Don't Bother Me could be a good vehicle for one of those like grittier bands, you know? Don't come around, leave me alone, don't bother me. Yes. Oh, I don't know if I've ever heard a cover of Don't Bother Me. That'd be great. Yeah, it'd be a cool little song. Even though John and Paul wrote these, what about I'm happy just to dance with you? Or do you want to know a secret? I mean, oh, you right, know, there's, yeah. they're, mm-hmm. they're part of the George catalog and they're two classic. Roll over Beethoven or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although that that's a pointless jam on the Japan shows. That's True. the most uninspired yeah. classic <laughs> would, rock. Like <laughs> You're right. I would not suggest that. Yeah. Especially with all stars and oh, that, I get a turn and, you know, all that. <laughs> How come Smash Mouth didn't do all star? <laughs> you up for listening to a bit of music? Yeah. Well, you go. Here's a little number. Well, I thought overall this is a great, enjoyable listen. As mentioned earlier, this would be something great if you're on a long road trip and, you know, it could be a, something cool to fill up uh, nearly two hours of your of your time. I didn't do this on purpose for our drive, Tony, but we can listen. I started making a playlist of all these songs, but the original Beatles and George versions. Oh, that's a, a playlist. That's a good idea. I like that, yeah. man. I like that. Well, thank you, LL Cool G, our listener on Discord, for suggesting George Fest. I don't. We would not have done this without the suggestion. So, we finally did it. She's been on our ass about this a little bit. On <laughs> our ass, <laughs> we share an ass. Uh, thank you to. It's <laughs> my friend Sharon. Sharon ass. Sharon ass. <laughs> Thank you to our producer, Casey Baker, for uh, making this all coherent to some degree. Uh, Yes, like and subscribe us. Give us a nice review. And, uh, well, yeah, man, I'll see you. I'll see you on the way to Cleveland. That's our next venture, man. Yeah, the next venture. It's also our next Fredder and our next Highland. (laughs) (laughs) Our next Zare. Our next Zare, that's right. (laughs) Uh, Oh, our next uh, M. Hyman and Sons. (laughs) Remember that? No, M. Hyman. It's a suit shop for big and tall men. And the commercial was M. Hyman and Sons, big, tall men. Hi, Al Hurt here for M. Hyman and Son, my kind of man's clothing store. I'm a big man and a tough fit, but I insist on style and quality. That's why I need M. Hyman. They're specialists in suiting the big and tall man. Yeah, I'll see you in Cleveland, buddy. Yeah, man. Well, we're driving together, so I'll, well, I'll see you. Well, I'll see you. I'll pick you up. Let's do this I here. I wear Let's... headphones in the car. <laughs> You're going to sit in the back the whole time with your headphones on, sunglasses. You got a driving Miss Daisy me. (laughs) Find the second reference to a movie that's older than we are. (laughs) Made me look like a fool. GD fool. Oh, Miss Daisy? Lord knows you ain't no fool. Slow down. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe.